It is that time of the week. It is a new Monday. It's a new podcast. You are listening to Trading Tips with Jim. And you might wonder, so why should I spend the next 25-30 minutes listening at this podcast? Well, that's totally up to you. Be my guest, switch off. But if you listened to last week's podcast, you heard me say that I thought it would be a brutal week at Nasdaq. And a brutal week it became. Nasdaq down more than 3.16%. And I was not only correct last Monday, I was correct more or less every single week before that. And I've been correct years after years. And uh, I do know whenever I post uh, a title in the podcast series saying it will be a red week, the view count, the listening count will go down. Some people seem uh, not to be triggered by uh, reality, but it is a harsh thing that you just have to do. Even though you do not like it, you wish it would be uh, different. Even I wish Nasdaq was up 3% and not down 3% last week. We have to face the reality. I see this in business and I see this in in, uh, investing. Sometimes you want to ignore the obvious and rather pretend. And if you pretend, maybe you're lucky, maybe you're able to hit a few winners. But in general, it is almost impossible to do well when markets are really falling unless you're doing the shorts of course, it will be far few uh, less uh, winners, will be less among them, and more losers, and that makes your game 10 times harder. But you heard me say over and over again uh, for very uh, long time now that there is three places where I think that you can be a bit on the better side of things. That is gold, that is war, and that is oil. And oil went very well last week, up a dollar to 88, holding very strong. You hear the expert says that oil will fall, it will have the hugest fall, it will go down to 50, 60, but it doesn't happen. And I gave you the explanations why it will not happen. It will happen, but not yet. Uh, and I uh, painted that picture in the bigger uh, scope of things, the trend, the world trends, and this really matters. I might miss sometimes out on the hour or the day or the week, but in general, the big trends, I've been very correct on the big trends. And again, you might be new uh, and wondering, so how can I benefit uh, from this? I'm here to make money this week. Well, if you are into the market for making money this week, you should for sure have a fair idea. Will the market go up or will it go down? I will try to answer what I think and despite being correct almost uh, uh, every week. Uh, I might be wrong. Hopefully I will be wrong, but you will have my answer shortly. What about the $1,000 challenge? Well, as you know, we are into Occidental uh, Petroleum and Occidental Petroleum made uh, a slight upturn last week. Not much. I think it was up like uh, close to 2%. But 2% is exactly what we need. Uh, Oxy ending at $65.80. Since that's the $1,000 challenge where I'm trying to grow $1,000 as fast as I can. 
playing a bit risky. But as I warned you, it's very, very hard when markets are so uh, sour to do this properly. It's really, really hard. Uh, and uh, I could have picked stocks uh, which I saw did quite much better, but they come with a higher risk. So I'm trying to play it a little slow as the markets are as they are uh, to make sure that we stay in profit and still we are up in the profit. Currently, as we speak, it's 12% profit for the $1,000 challenge. Nothing much to brag about, but if we look uh, for the time period, we see that Nasdaq went only one way down. Nasdaq being down uh, below 13,000 at 12,900 and 84 points and the question you may ask well will we this week be heading up or down and will i stay in occidental or do as i said last week change to something new let's start answering the first question so what do i think will happen in the week ahead of us first off uh, there is a lot of major things happen uh, in the market this week and i will get to it in just one minute but if we do understand that the market in general is in a falling trend so this is like uh this is uh, like we're going very fast it takes time uh, to break it's just how it is and the faster you go the longer you go the harder the break will be so we are facing a downwards trend that is a huge pessimism in uh, the market you can see it in the buy and sell signals they are down at nine they will also get back to that very shortly as low I can only back to when COVID was starting I saw numbers this low and that was the buying opportunity of a lifetime now uh, we are in that down down downwards trend and things are very very sour so we need something that can turn because we know we start the week on a negative note so what can turn the market this week for sure things being oversold can turn the market we do know that that investors are trying to find uh, sweet spots where they can do uh, bounce trades uh, when things are oversold there usually is a natural place to make some money so we have that criteria uh, then there is news news very often uh, change the way the market moves during the week and especially fed is talking or bigger things like that inflation numbers etc this week will be hammered with quarter results that's the one thing that you can take away from this podcast is that this will be quarter week uh, season it will be uh, many of the absolute uh, major companies coming and everyone at least the professional one will uh, look at the profit margins because that's how you can tell something where economy is heading you can offset some of the cost on the end consumer but not forever people are changing uh, their patterns and you want to detect it we know that uh, netflix did quite okay last week but this week the heavy heavy waiters will come starting already uh, on uh, tuesday google will come coca-cola will come microsoft will come ge electric will come uh, general motors will come snap will come uh, and very soon vice and 3m so already on tuesday tomorrow the market will be flooded with news i uh, will make this prediction that uh, most 
of uh, these uh, court results will come either uh, somewhat close to expect, uh, expectation or lower. I do not think they will come in the upper end. Some of them will, but most of them will come either uh, on consensus or just below consensus. So you might ask, so, well, I, I don't care about all this uh, yatta yatta about everything. I want to make a trade. So how can I trade on these court results? Well, if you go to stockinvest.us, you type in your tickers, you can see how the stock did before and after court results. You will find uh, that as an option in the tab just above the chart. Some stocks have a very predictable movement uh, and uh, we lined up chart uh, uh, between each the quarter results, you can see how they line up and see if there's a pattern you can trade on. Some stocks typically fall the day before quarter results and then go after. Some go up before quarter results, then go down after, and you can place your bets whether it's a short or a buy based on this, and you will have a much better um, uh, chance of hitting the right if you do the, uh, do check. Uh, how history used to treat the quarter results, what is the most typical common pattern, and start to check the financials and the expectations of the financials. Anyway, the bigger market, they will uh, look at how things uh, are uh, changing, how dynamics are changing in the markets. And just before we continue with the rest of the quarter results, that is why I over and over to the bottom we talk about uh, to the border some talk about these big trends is uh, uh, and I say go into war go into oil go into gold uh, because money will flow where they are most secure and now I think that you will see money again start to go out of certain businesses and we do know that as interest rates go up markets go down uh, that uh, money flows into bonds more secure items but there is also like a general shift in the market itself we saw that typically around the ai hype how money just flow out of certain good stocks into ai now it is again shifting and it will be shifting to uh, the profit makers, that's my bet uh, for it. So look uh, at uh, who has the highest chance of making uh, profit. Uh, and if they make profit, they usually will pay dividend. That means that the dividend players will come out. And that's Stock Invest, uh, another commercial for Stock Invest again. Dividend uh, information is now out, so you can see how uh, the stocks are doing on their dividends because money will go where it's safe and now they will uh, slowly again go from high risk into uh, more uh, better dividend stocks has been a pattern in general for the the last year uh, especially last eight months i would say after christmas been very very uh, started maybe february started slowly to move very towards towards dividend dividend is always popular but now even more so as the interest rates go up uh, uh, and stock market go down, the risk is changing. So that's uh, one of the things uh, which I think uh, will happen, but the quarter earnings just continue. Uh, and on um, Wednesday, you will have Meta, you will have Boeing, you will have eBay, you will have General uh, Dynamics, IBM, Mattel, uh, Orly, and T-Mobile, to mention some. 
And among these, I mentioned one company, Boeing. And Boeing, if you follow Boeing, you will know that Boeing was a super dividend king, paying dividends for years and years and years. But the last two years, they haven't paid because they took a hit under COVID going to negative markets. But I think uh, th uh, things again will uh, start to brighten up for Boeing because they are making money on the war. War is where you want to be whenever it is a supplier of food or if it is building um, aviator systems, whatever it is. War is where you want to be. And I believe Boeing uh, again will start to show uh, much better results. They will probably not have a dividend this quarter, but I will not be surprised if next quarter will be a dividend quarter again for Boeing getting back on the track with their earnings and financials. Then uh, on uh, Thursday, let's continue with uh, Amazon, uh, Chipola, uh, Ford. Uh, there is so many of them. Roku, Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, UPS, Valero, United Steel, etc. They will come on Thursday. So it will be just be a full week of tons of quarter results. And if you are in one of these stocks, uh, uh, make uh, uh, just be ready. They will move. Most stocks have a reaction to the quarter results. Hopefully it will be up if you're in the stock, but there will be a reaction. And if you're sitting in some sort of leverage position, be aware of that because you do not want to get a call on your position if you are in the wrong way, whether it is up or down. On top of this, there will be some quarter results, GDP estimates for uh, it will be um, third quarter will come expectation is around uh, uh, 2.1 uh, for the quarter or 4.3 analyzed estimates for GDP. I will not say so much about GDP. What you have to understand is that the government is just spending more and more money borrowing. The US government is borrowing more and more money, pushing into the economy. They are pushing it into growth of um, the governmental sector, keeping alive uh, and keeping numbers up while most of everything is struggling. I think I saw that uh, somewhere that the average cost for the American family now is 6.5K, $6,500 extra per year because of all the inflation, uh, etc. That is even after uh, adjustments of salary and everything. So people are losing out on the buying power. So you have tons of quarter results coming, but uh, and these things, if they come in very good and everyone think, well, there is really uh, good times. The economy is not heading for a recession. We are. Uh, well on the way, we hear the uh, the bragging about Biden economics, how well it's doing. But if you look behind numbers, there is a different story to all of that. But if we believe that, and it may very well happen, uh, that economy will just uh, continue delivering good numbers, the market can take that as a sign and push stocks up. We'll finalize that argument in just uh, a few minutes because we will look at the buy and sell signals and there are some argue why these things can happen. 
But there are big, big trends, as I say, and these are the geopolitical trends, and that is why I was so correct uh, over all these years, is simply because I look at what is happening. And sadly, now there is a super mess in the Middle East, and that one is most likely probably going to uh, grow. And any day, it might even be today, it might be in a half an hour, it might be during the week, it might be next week, nobody knows for sure. This thing can escalate totally out of control. We know that US is sending more and more destroyers to the region and the hunger ships to the regions, uh, to the region as a deterrent. Uh, but I, in any news article I see, I can see that the rhetorics are getting harder and harder. And more and more people are actually calling for war. See this among the Republicans, see this among the uh, Democrats uh, when they speak arguing that uh, now we have to do something with the evil axis of China, Russia, Iran, etc. It's time to do something. Rhetoric has gone from threatening to uh, actually call for action. And that may, as I say, lead extremely bad off. We will not uh, go so dark and deep uh, in uh, this podcast, but you can just imagine yourself what will happen and how things will escalate. If anyone thinks that China will just sit on the sideline and watch everything play out, uh, is very wrong. They will use uh, uh, their chance to achieve some of their goals for their 50-year plan, which is to be the leading in the world by 2050. And then we're talking about military, we're talking about economy and everything that is. So they have a huge plan where they want to be. And uh, there is no way that the world can escape also China getting involved if things escalate more. It started with Ukraine. I thought Taiwan would come before the Middle East, but uh, as money was pumped into Palestine uh, via sub-channels, uh, sanctions was released on Iran. It just had to happen, uh, and now we will just have to see how it plays out. But is in this scenario, uh, it will be a lot of fear, and it will be very, very hard for the stock market. And again, it sounds like a commercial for the worst thing that you can have, but oil gold war will probably do very well in this scenario. Because if things keep escalating, there will be even more push for weapon. And if I'm wrong, still the argument across any government, and we're not speaking about the Norwegian government, we're even speaking about the Norwegian government, which usually, usually is quite sane and usually quite peaceful. But now they are just talking how much uh, ammunition can we buy, how fast can we build up public storage, how much money can we send into war-related uh, activities. It is nothing but insane. And that as long as this rhetoric continue, war will be the place that you want to be. Gold will be the place that you want to be. And oil is because of the disruption. Because uh, looking at U.S. strategic reserves, they have already been halved. Uh, and uh, oil, as you know, is a huge uh, part of the war engine. Uh, now, you will have two things happening. If war escalates, oil will be very hard to come by. So that will keep the prices up for a short time. But all economies will keep crashing. That will eventually put oil down. So we're in for the last rally of oil, which I've been speaking over and over again. Uh, we will use it and slowly get out of oil position because in the future, if everything goes okay, it will be a green future. It will be electric cars. All of these things. First, we have to get through all this hurdle of uh, darkness. 
uh, and all these call for violence and get back to a place uh, where humanity can thrive. And in that future, there will be electric vehicles being the winners and fossil cars will uh, disappear eventually or change radically. In the meantime, uh, of course, we have to stick to what is uh, realistic. We cannot be total woke or ding dong, and uh, we have to place our money where money is to be made. Gold, by the way, is uh, related to um, fiat money being, they absolutely have no value. Fiat is just, and when you see how US is printing out money, and more or less everyone is printing out money, so gold just makes for a safe haven, and that is why I still remain uh, so strong uh, on gold because i think it will hold up personally i have a target of 2500 for the gold i think it will head up there personally i am invested into gold we are 20 minutes into the podcast and it's time to conclude what will the week hold like you heard a lot about court results coming you heard uh, me saying a lot about uh, the geopolitics situations all of these things boil uh, for volatility i think that we will see some volatility during the week up and down uh, and before finally concluding uh, uh, what it actually will be let's look at the buy and sell signals and the buy and sell signals is usually a super good item to go in you heard me when they are very high i say to that now it's getting too high we will have corrections in the markets uh, and it is always correct could miss for a week but it always turned out to be uh, somewhat correct. It's measuring the psychology of the market. And uh, now the buy signals, as I started the introduction, is as low as I haven't seen them since the beginning of COVID. Across all boards, only 16% buy signals. More than uh, 26,000 tickers, only 16% buy signals. Down from 20 last week. If we go to Nasdaq, only 9%, and if we go to New York Stock Exchange, only 9% buy signals. During COVID, I think I saw it down to 5 and 7. These were the low numbers, if I remember correctly. But this is super, super low. London is 10, Tokyo only 12, and chess in China is down at 9. Haven't seen China this low since the COVID started. These numbers argue for a buying opportunity of your lifetime, but as I mentioned, when numbers are so low, it can go into an even more frantic sell-off. So here is the gamble. This is where you just have to make up your mind. What do you want to do? Because when and if these things turn, let's say this is the week that things turn, you will see an upturn that we haven't seen for quite some time in the market. But my bet, and here comes the answer, looking at the chart, we are in a downwards trend. Nasdaq is not at the bottom of the trend. Everything is broken, 13,000 points. We have a geopolitical situation so shitty that we cannot imagine how it should end well. We have the 10-year treasury creeping up to 492, uh, was hitting 5 actually. And you hear everyone say, no, 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 we are at the top of the interest rate hikes. But this just argue for more interest rate hikes. And uh, with all the tension in the Middle East, there is one thing which I wanted to say, uh, which is happening in the background. All logistics are again disrupted. And this disruption of logistics just means that some goods, some particular goods that have uh, logistics, uh, 
long logistics routes uh, will most likely be more costly. Same also because oil prices are going up, the energy cost is going up, will be more costly. So there is no reason why interest rates should go down. They should simply just continue upwards. So based on all of these facts, I think that sadly another red week uh, will be here. Uh, and uh, it will just be very interesting to see. It can be the worst week that we had for uh, months and months and maybe even a few years now. On the other hand, there is a chance that it might turn uh, some peace talks, just some peace talks around the Middle East, ceasefiring, some less uh, aggression, uh, better talks, some good court results, and we will have a firework. So you should be ready uh, on the buy button. But for me, it looks like yet another red week, sadly. But the super buying opportunity is coming and we will be there sure to pick up uh, the slack and get in on some heavy winners. In the meantime, if you ask me, so where are you, Jim? Where are you sitting in all of this? As I told you, I reduced my portfolio quite heavily. I just have a small part in the market as we speak, and most of it is secured into gold, oil, and war. And it's doing very good. Just look at Northrop Grumman, for instance. Look at Chevron, which I have. Chevron will have quarter results on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. They all been holding up very good as markets been going down. And do some odd bets here and there. And one bet I did was in Neo, which hasn't panned out at all, sitting with a loss in Neo. So not everything is correct, but the main thing is that I have reduced my portfolio size. I have a huge clunk in what I consider to be good, and so far I'm holding up very good. When markets turn, all the things should start moving fast upwards. A lot of depression there, a lot of uh, dark, dark material uh, for the week ahead. But we are realists. We cannot just sit and ignore the facts. The facts are like they are. And you can make money in a falling market if you do it correctly. There is huge opportunities. If you play the week somewhat correctly, at least you should get better out. I know many of you are sitting now with bleeding losses in the markets and I'm sorry I cannot do more about it. Uh, I can only repeat, keep a stop loss. You will see, for instance, in the uh, boot trader, which I'm making, been doing so very good, but uh, now a few times the stop loss hasn't been issued as it should. And suddenly like a company like Lucid take 5% type where it should have been cutted at 1.8%. Instead, you go all the way down to 5%. Unnecessary. The strategy was very well working as long as the stop losses were properly triggered as uh, they should. So have a, have a stop loss. That is one way. Reduce your losses as much as you can. Wait how much you will put in a week, how much you will have in the market. It's better to be a little uh, wrong. Uh, than being very, very wrong when things go really sideways. Occidental was last week's uh, tip. We've been in Occidental two weeks, I think now, if I remember correctly. And uh, I said last week that I might be changing for something more as I expected a red week. I might look for some better opportunities, but checking everything and seeing how things are. I will not change. I will stay in Occidental. I think it's a bigger chance for an upside or a sideways movement in Occidental than in many other states. For the $1,000 challenge, I will stay in Occidental for the week. 
uh, as well. And as you know, I will post on YouTube whenever in the comment section, whenever I sell the stocks so that you know. I have found uh, quite many good candidates which uh, are on my list, but you will be informed next Monday because I will not buy a new stock before you know it. I will only let you know first, then I will do the actual uh, trade and show you uh, as well. 28 minutes and maybe you was listening for the first time and I hope you found some uh, good information maybe you're struggling to to understand what should i use this information for well hopefully you will start to think hopefully you will start to check and for sure check if your stock has score results or if there is certain stocks that you can uh, play based on how they move in the core results as usual we will end this podcast on a personal note what did i personally do last week uh, from the things that i do and uh, let's start uh, with August. Well, I was playing a lot around dividends uh, and uh, ways to look at future dividends. Uh, and uh, here is a few things coming up in the future. So that was one part which I was working on new tools for you to use. Uh, because I do want to help you make better decisions, better trades. And in this situation where interest rates is going up, dividend is where you want to be it's very easy just check uh, google search results and you will see how interest for dividend is scrolling money are flowing uh, these ways and dividend is not only in stocks it's in bonds as well they have the uh, monthly quarterly or yearly dividend payouts so uh, i was occupied working a bit on uh, that uh, worked a little bit uh, on the shark trader at catagraph.com uh, still struggling a little bit with putting the sales orders uh, it's a technical thing uh, making it work as good as it should but i hope it will be sorted this week to end it the weekend i went uh, for a meeting with the fellow method metal detectorists in the mink club uh, we were going uh, to the very end of lithuania all the way to the border of latvia to a small place called rokiškis uh, and um, went over on the friday met some of the colleagues had a super nice time uh, on friday on saturday we started uh, at the place it's a place called uh, in rokiškis where they wanted to check out an old dvaras it's not a castle, but it's a very, very high-end building, uh, and they wanted to see if they could find some tracks. So uh, we were, I think, 25 metal detectors uh, going around, uh, checking a park, checking uh, around that house, looking for items. The area was heavily trashed with bottle tops, as you can imagine. There's been a few parties in the park, so most of the things picked up were bottle tops and modern stuff, but a few nice items were found that will find their way to museum then we had a very nice evening as usual eating a lot of good food good talks and all the things uh, that you can do um, as a group included uh, some <laughs> In included a little drinking let's put it this way it was indeed a nice saturday and even sauna lithuanians loves the, love their sauna so sauna is a part of every arrangement on sunday we went to the a local field got access to a local field 
and uh, there was quite many many nice finds i might even post a few of them i found a few coins from the 1600 uh, a fake silver coin among these things a silver item i'm not sure which is and a very very old what we call poor man's ring a ring made uh, not out of gold not out of silver but a mix of brass and copper it's called a poor man's ring it was very popular back in um, the ages most likely it is uh, early 1900 could be late 1800 most likely it is early no value in it other than uh, affection value and you make you think so who wore that ring so many years ago i might post a picture of some of these items on the podcast version that you will find on youtube but we have passed more than 30 minutes we are in 32 minutes it's time for me to say goodbye this evening i will fly to norway uh, to see my sons really looking forward to that norway is getting cold as well has a few things to do but next monday i will be back i will be reporting from norway next monday until then i hope you will have a super week i hope that you will put more greens in to your uh, bank uh, and that you do successful trades i hope I, i'm really hoping i'm wrong i hope it will be a good solid green week i'm prepared for a red week as i said uh, but i hope for a green week and i hope that you will be back in a week until then Have just a good week. Bye.